podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for the post-match pint in association with Purity. Use the code hashtag VillaView at checkout and you'll get 10% off all your Purity goodies. I'm Dan Bardell, joined by world-famous Chris Dolan, Twitter-famous Ty Bracey and YouTube-famous Max Stokes. And I presume we're all very, very happy because, to be fair, Villa playing in second gear, Ty, and they've won 2-0. Yeah, mate. I mean, first off, Unreal, mate. Fully. I mean, we're in control of the game for all of the game, but you know, mm. first half we uh we gave them. There was times where they uh they pressured us a little bit, you know, but we looked fully in control of the game, mate. And uh, you know, I, I expected three points today, and we comfortably got it. So uh, happy times. Yeah, I mean, Max, we it was a bit like last season's game in some respects. We were two 0 up at half time, never really in any trouble. I mean, I suppose the difference between this season and last season is. You're probably never worried this season, whereas last season there was probably a nagging doubt in the back of your mind. Yeah, it was it was always going to be comfortable. I think it's the game we needed as well, especially after a difficult game against Man City the other day. I think, you know, for a side that hasn't uh, won since Crystal Palace as well, I think it was massively important for us to get just get a result on the board as well, especially with a load of games in hand. I think it's vital that we, we start those games in hand um, with a win as well. It was, it was always easy, like you said, didn't get out of second gear. Nothing really happened in the second half, but end of the day, we got the job done in the first half. A couple of really good goals, and I'm absolutely buzzing to see Ollie Watkins get off the mark. Um, bit of a strange goal. The goalkeeper was a little bit weird in what happened there, but either way, we, we got the result. Clean sheet as well, which is absolutely massive. Would have liked a couple more in the second half, but we can't complain. Three points on the board. Easy as you like. Yeah, and Dolan, I've come to you last because you were messing around as we were about to go on air. I've been saying to you all week, Ollie Watkins for the goal, and it's great to see him off the mark because he deserves it, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody knows, even, you know, Carter touched on on commentary. I've, you know, the fact he hasn't scored in, in, in nine, he, it, it never worried me because he just, he still offered so much to the team. And, and um, you know, he, his hold-up play is, is phenomenal, is... is um, it's closing down is is like non-stop. He's got great energy. He's quick. He's powerful. Um, yeah, he, he's just he's just a really really fantastic footballer. And um, yeah, so so pleased to, to to see him get off the mark. And that's the only problem is 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 not seeing him add to add to his tally. You know, it's the only kind of slight negative. Just would like to have seen a couple a couple more in the bag for um, for Watkins because if there's any player that, that deserves that deserves, uh, you know, more goals. And, you know, he's what, nine for the season. He could easily be on 11 or 12. You know, he's he's had a couple of really unfair on un, un, unfair um, VAR decisions. And then you look at Palace, he did everything but score off the post. But, um, no, absolutely delighted for him, mate. And, um, yeah, just another quick uh, mention from Matt Target. Unbelievable, like, absolutely unbelievable. You know, to come off, like, with exhaustion on, on Wednesday and then to go again after, after, uh, after that shift he put in on Wednesday was... Absolutely incredible, and and um, it was yeah, it's just great to see, great to see. Yeah, I mean, Watkins had another one chalked off t- tonight, which was an excellent finish on his left foot as well, Max. I suppose after the effort the lads put in on Wednesday against Man City, and obviously on the wrong end of a decision, it was good to be on the right end of a decision tonight as well. But another ninety minutes in the tank for most of them, Max, will be good for fitness. Yeah, definitely. Like Chris said, I'm massively impressed by Matt Target. And it, since the Man City game, he's, he's come out and said that he was one of them with um, COVID during the break. So to, to have coronavirus and come and perform like that against a world-class Man City side and then just be 
you know, fantastic against the Newcastle side and get the job done. It's so, so impressive. And I saw, I saw a comment come up there. You know, everyone's talking about Consta potentially getting called up for England. Why, why can't Matt Target get in there? Um, Chilwell struggling at, at Chelsea. So I don't, I don't see why he's not, you know, in, in contention at least. Um, but yeah, we, we just got the job done tonight. And I think um, Consta especially just, I'm so impressed at him at the moment. He's just absolutely fantastic. He's just leading the way at such a young age as well. What is he, 23? Um, it's, it's just fantastic to see and he's, he's developing so, so well. And I think a lot of the players are as well. It's, it's just so good to see all the players developing as, as one um, under Dean Smith and it's just so encouraging and yeah, it was just, it's just a really, really good performance tonight. Yeah, I mean, arguably, Ty, you could make a case for the entire back four. To, I mean, obviously, Tyro Mings is, but you could make a case for the entire back four to be in England contention, really, couldn't you? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're playing some... Uh... They're playing some serious football, mate, you know, defensively, you know, they're brilliant. I mean, we won't talk about individual mistakes because that'll just cause some unnecessary controversy, you know, it's not needed. But, you know, as a unit, as a back five and include uh, Martinez, they're just incredible, mate. You know, the times of being on the counter attack, you know, you don't have those flutters in your stomach like we have done last season of we like, oh, here we go, here we go. What's going to happen here? You can just as a defensive unit, they're solid, you know, and... Martinez and Matty Cash just come into the team like like they've always been there, fitting, jalling, just doing doing the job that Dean's expects of them, you know. So uh, I couldn't be happier, mate. Yeah, I mean Dolan. I don't think Martinez will have an easier game all season, really. I mean, it was it was vintage Steve Bruce, really, wasn't it? That, that as he would say, they didn't really lay a glove on us. He just can't seem to get past the Dean Smith team. You think of the times that Bruce was oh, yeah, yeah. manager at Aston Villa, we could never beat Brentford. He just could never. He could just never. You know, uh, I think when he when he sees a Dean Smith team come at him, he he seems to be defeated. You know, because he, he just can't get past them. But they were um, they were absolutely diabolical. Um, I mean, I I know people are saying about Newcastle and you know what do they expect and what do they want. But I mean, they just want to see a bit of fight and a bit of passion. You know, I mean, it is so dull. It is so dull. And you see these managers like like Sam Allardyce and Steve Bruce I'm sorry but the game's moved on the game has moved on you know um, it's about tactics it's about playing good football it's about passing the ball it's about keeping it on the deck it's about you know being easy on the eye and uh, uh, and, and and they're just none of that and you know if I was a Newcastle fan like I've got a friend of mine who worked for 442 and uh, I was asking him this morning if, if he was going to watch the game he's a big Newcastle fan and um, he said he's just going to watch a film with Mrs. Uh, he's, he didn't bother like he just like and I, and I get I, and I know how he feels I've been there I've been there you know over the over the years with the leathers times you're just like I just can't I can't do I can't have this anymore like this is just not it's just not fun it's, it's no fun um, and you know hearing him say that like you know, I, I felt for him but I certainly feel his pain yeah, he'd have, he'd have definitely been better off watching the film tonight, depending on, on what it was, I guess. And a match with Newcastle, I think I think the game, we, we started a little bit, not tentatively, but a, a little bit slow. It felt a little bit rusty still. Obviously, we haven't had loads of games recently. Newcastle lined up with, with a three at the back, which was a bit weird, I thought, because Bruce was talking about doing it his way the game before, and he played two, I think he played 4-4-2 in the game before. Do you think we were taken a little bit surprised by him going back to the system that he said he wasn't going to use? I mean, he makes it up as he goes along. Yeah, he does. And, and we've seen it before at Villa as well. I remember Bristol City away. I think it was the, the, in 2017, 2018. It was Bristol yeah, City away. And we went three at the back. It was like Samba, John Terry and James Chester. And that's the sign of Steve Bruce panicking. We can all see it. 4-4-2 isn't working. So we'll play three at the back and panic. And, you know, they got their, their fullbacks further forward tonight and they were swinging in a lot of balls. And with Andy Carroll, you know, it's an OK tactic, you know, but... 
Toro that just just headed everything away and nothing came off for Newcastle tonight. And even when they were 2-0 down, they just like they looked lackluster. No one really took the game by the scruff of the neck and looked bothered at all. So like if if I was a Newcastle fan, I'd, I'd just be I'd just, I, I couldn't be bothered. Like like Chris said, I, I wouldn't really want to watch the game. So but who cares? You know, it's a villa channel. We're here to we're here to talk about Villa and we're just an absolute joy to watch at the moment, getting three points on the board all over the place, and it's just so good to watch. Yeah, I mean Tolly, they, they had a few warnings, Newcastle, but before the goal, target swung a ball in just before, actually, that, that got cleared. I, I remember the half-time analysis for, from Sky, and then obviously we, we had the goal that, that Watkins took to away. A little bit suspect with the, with the old offside again. I mean, I guess it, it, it legally it's correct, like, like the goal that was against us was legally correct the, the, the other night, but it's one of them where you'd be a little bit unhappy if it was given against you, wouldn't you? For it not to even be looked at. Yeah, I mean, I expected it to be looked at. You know, uh, I, I had seen a couple of people tweet. You know that they they now don't celebrate when they score; they celebrate when they, uh, you know, the other team kick off. Yeah, you true. know that that's pretty much the way you know modern football is nowadays, um, especially in the Premier League. Um, yeah, I was really surprised that that didn't get looked at. Uh, to be fair, you know, um, Stuckley Park ruled that straight away. I was like, no, not offside. But you know, you'd expect to at least see some lines on your screen, but. No, absolutely nothing. So, you know, I was, uh, I was over the moon, mate. Yeah, I mean, usually when Watkins scores, we have at least a 10-minute VAR overview. We've got three or four lines up on the screen. It was it was quite strange for Watkins to score and not to spend 10 minutes looking at it, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm over the moon for him, to be fair, mate. You know, uh, nine goals about a game probably doesn't do a lot for your confidence. Um, you know, so to for, for him to get a goal... You know, I, I, I tweeted about it earlier, you know, I, I, we're so lucky to, to have him. I feel like I, I'm so glad that we've signed him. You know, when you look at Newcastle as an example, and Andy Carroll scored one goal in 46 games. Like, I've you scored know, more then, than that. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, it's just been, it's uh, it's really good for him to get on the score sheet, mate. You know, uh, I think it'll do wonders for his confidence, you know, so... Uh, as usual, he's put he's putting the legs in as well. You know, he's really, you know, when people highlight it to you that he's putting the legs in and you watch his game, you really realise the length of the pitch, you know, that he really does run. You know, he's tracking back and he's always pressing that back line to get in behind. You know, he's always coming short for a ball as well when uh plays in our own half. You know, uh, I'm I'm really happy with him, mate, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, he stretches defences as well, which is a really, really important thing, especially at, at Villa Park. I think he makes the pitch bigger for the players who want the space, like Grealish and Barkley. And I, I think that's really, really key. And and Dolan, an, another summer signing, Traore, for someone who hasn't got a right foot, he's got a couple of decent goals with his right foot this season. Yeah, he, he seems to score worldly, isn't it? You know, I mean, there was a few times in the game where he, he, he tries to make it, a, make it a bit clever and few flicks and tricks but you know but but why not that's what you want to see as I said before it's it's all about entertainment but no he looks great he looks really good and he, and he looks like he's grown with confidence in every game I thought uh, I kind of watched him closely because I know there's been a few issues about his, about his um, tracking back and I watched him kind of closely tonight and he was he was supporting Matty Cash all night and he was back there and he was he was um he was really working that channel he was up and down that channel all, all night and um you know he was just quality in the ball just absolute quality and um yeah, that little that little touch that, that he that he um that he took to just just completely leave um Armand for dead and then and then the the sort of the one two with Jack was just um was just sensational and uh, yeah absolutely absolutely amazing. Um not sure what they were what they were complaining about. Newcastle, but, uh, goalkeeper, foul on the goalkeeper, but that was soft. 
So, but no, again, like, yeah, he, another great game. And he's, he's racking he's racking the numbers up, you know. It, wouldn't it be nice to see, uh, you know, a couple of players in, in double figures this season? You know, it, that's that's what we've lacked. We've lacked consistent goals across the park. And what's he on now? Has he got five, five or six? Five, maybe, this season? Yeah, probably in all competitions, yeah. He's probably yeah, on five at least, I'd say. Five or six. Trez is on, uh, on a couple. Watkins is on nine. Jacko's on three or four. So, I mean, it's it's just great to spread the goals around. And, um, yeah, I thought... Um, I, like I said, I, I, in the WhatsApp, it, it felt like a training game. You know, it was a training game all night. We we didn't even have to play well to beat them. You know, we didn't have to play well. And again, as, as Max said, it was probably the perfect game for us to come into. We just needed to kind of stop the rot. I know we have one since Palace, but just stop those those little run that, that little run of um, defeats we had with uh, United and City, and, and just get back to winning ways. And you know, we've almost equaled last season's tally already, and we've only played like what seventeen games, so quite yeah, mad. Remarkable, like quite remarkable. I think, you know, if we can finish top six, top seven, um, Dean Smith should get manager of the year for me all day long, all day long. You know, incredible, incredible turnaround. And um, yeah, it's 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 um, it's a joy to watch. Yeah, I mean, Max Traore's numbers are starting to stack up now, considering the amount of starts he's actually had so so far this season. But I was talking with Greg on the podcast we do on the Athletic, and he was saying how rare it is that you know, that you do business and every signing be a success. But I think now with the emergence of Traore, I think we can say that every summer signing we've made has been a pretty of a good standard, haven't they? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I really like Traore. I think I think he's really good. I think he's sort of like a live wire. You never really know what you're going to get. And mm. yeah, people talk about his his one footedness and things like that. But he scored with his right foot tonight. Unbelievable finish. But he's that good that defenders know that he's only got a left foot, but they can't stop it because he's so quick. He's sharp. Um, and I'm I'm so glad that he's racking up the goals as well. But yeah, like you said, every signing is coming off, and it's so refreshing as well because. We have signed some dross over the years, and it's just so refreshing to see all of them pretty much come off. Um, Matty Cash, there was a little, you know, people talking about, oh, he's only played in the championship or whatever, but he slotted in into a top eight Premier League side, and he's looked fantastic. Um, Martinez is an absolute coup for, for 16 million or whatever it was. Um, Ross Barkley, although he's, he's been a little bit slow in the last couple of games, he's been out for a month. It's, it's 100% fair enough. Um, so he'll, he'll get his sharpness back eventually. Um, so yeah, it's just it's really refreshing. It's so so great to see all the signings come up. Yeah, I mean Ty as well. I think we can all agree that the squad is a little bit small when you've got players out. The quality isn't quite there. But tonight we're actually bringing on Trezeguet, who at the start of the season was in, in the team every single week. He looked raring to go. And you've got El Ghazi, who probably cannot believe he's been on the bench in the last two games after the run he was putting in around Christmas. Oh yeah, definitely. Um... The, it's nice to have options. I mean, it's not something we're used to, you know, with the with the speculation with uh, Morgan Sanson, which is looking, you know, imminent that he's going to sign for us. You know, lovely there's been a lot of tweets. Um, that's the pronunciation. Of no, it was lovely. I've said it was lovely. No, no, it was I lovely. I being sarky, Dan. It's not very... I know, uh, I liked it. It's, uh, it's not like you to, uh, to be honest about something like that, mate. But I anyway... Yeah, with that looking imminent. I mean, I've been guilty of it. I mean, it's been more so of a... People have been saying, oh, who does he replace? And I think we're used to that conversation of who do, who does a new signing replace? And it isn't a replacement, is it? It's adding depth to the squad. And I think we've got to get used to players coming in and they're not starting every game, you know, that they're fighting for positions, which, you know, is really reassuring to know. You know, like having someone like, um, like McGinn out in a game like tonight, you're not really worried. 
But, you know, if it was against someone like Spurs, you know, you'd probably be a bit more, you know, a bit more cautious, like, oh, you know, marvellous coming in. You know, he, he didn't really do, he didn't really step a foot out of line. But, you know, you'd rather McGinn there over marvellous, you know, but just adding depth to the squad, you know, and as as you were saying with the signings that we've made over the summer, you know, long may it continue that, you know, we're not just filling up the numbers and we are signing some quality for the depth. You know, I'm uh, I'm feeling really excited about the rest of the season and then the summer transfer window. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's still a little bit of time in January as well. You never know. We we might get a couple, a couple. Well, I don't think we will get a couple more, but you never know. One more might come in on top of Sanson in, in the front positions if something comes up. So it is an exciting time and it's a good time to build. Dolan, you're you're one that, that wants to see extra players because you, you you worry about the squad depth a little. Were, were you a bit surprised in the Canberra start? It's not. Were you expecting Ramsey Jack to be moved back into the middle? Were you surprised in that game? You plumped from the Canberra. I mean, it's the perfect game to to, to play him in. You know, he, he he played against Burnley, didn't he? It was it was a nil nil, and I think he 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 does the basics very well. And um, you know, he, he might not be the most pleasing on the eye, but he certainly he certainly, as Ty said, didn't put a foot wrong. Just just a little a little note on on Ramsey. I know he only came on for a few minutes, but I thought he looked absolutely incredible when he came on. There was a few little glimpses towards the end there when he sprayed that ball um, twenty yards. Yeah, he looks really 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 good. So. You know, exciting, ex- excited to see uh, to to see him um, start and with um, Sanson coming in. I really do think we need another striker. I mean, I really, really do. I can't, I can't sort of go on about that anymore. You look at the bench and you know you see Keenan Davis. He doesn't score. He doesn't score goals. He doesn't score um, goals in in at any level really. Um, so I think we need to get somebody in to support Ollie Watkins. And um, I tell you what, that would have been a great game to stick on. Um, Louis Barry for the last 15 minutes. He's busy scoring hat tricks last night. Well, exactly, exactly, exactly. But um, no, I just think people are talking about Jack there, but but you know, sort of sulking when he came off, which I think is brilliant to see. He just wants okay. to. He, but I think re- the reason he was taken off, and he probably didn't know that, was because he's obviously a, a, one booking away from missing the next game. So it made perfect sense um, to take him off. But I I quite like seeing him um, huff. It's great, you know, because he wants yeah. it. He's hungry yeah. for it. He, he, wants I mean, he, wants to play. Play. he wants to play every minute, doesn't he? Doesn't he, Jack? He doesn't like not being on a football pitch. I mean, he wants to play in all the cup games as well. He literally wants to be on the pitch all the time. I mean, all the, the social media from the club and from the players is flashing up on the screen as we talk. I mean, Max, I've already come to you and said about the fitness aspects and the fact that the players are recovering from COVID and stuff. But in that midfield tonight, you've got Louise, who's played most games. That's only in the campus' second Premier League start. And Barkley's returning from injury, so it has been a useful exercise tonight, and we've won the game comfortably. Yeah, like I said earlier, it just was the perfect game because Newcastle—they're they're never going to give terrible. you the proper run around, are they? Yeah, they're absolutely dreadful. So we were in second gear. It's a training ground exercise at the end of the day. It's just to get fitness up. Um, Marvelous Nakamba, he did the simple things well, mopped up well, and just passed the ball easy as you like. He gave Louise um, as well a little bit more license to get forward. So. I think he was just really comfortable in the end, and I think it's it's only going to serve us well because there's there's winnable games coming up as well. I know Burnley have just come off a win at, um, at Anfield, but you know we can go there. It'll be a scrappy game. It'll be a tight game. But if we can nick that, we're in a really really good position in the league as well. And then Southampton after that, another winnable game. Um, so we're in a really good place at the moment, mate. And I'm I'm really really enjoying watching Villa. So it's just so exciting to see. And um, you know where can we be at the end of the season? Because what are we now we eighth. Um, so there's a real push on there to, to potentially with Sanson coming in as well and filling out the squad a little bit there's a, there's a real push on here to, to potentially get to Europe I know I'm, I'm jumping the gun a little bit but it's just it's just you know so good to see 
that was my amazing. point. Sorry, Dan, to, to cut in. Dan, um, just off on, on Max's point there about getting into the top six, top seven. That that was my point a few weeks ago. If you if you're um, you know, the owners and, and the chief exec and, and Dean Smith, and you're looking at where we are on the table uh, and where we're placed, I'd be I'd be throwing I'd be throwing another thirty million at somebody to try and get to get try and get somebody else in up top. You know, because it's, it's not the Gucci shop here, mate. You have to be a little bit careful. <laughs> I just don't think you're going to get a better chance this season to really attack that top, that top five. I mean, look at West Ham and Everton. You know, we've still got two games in hand and 29 points. I just don't think we're going to have a better chance to really push for that for that top six spot. And um, I, I, I just think we just need someone in there to support Ollie Watkins. That's it. Because what if he gets injured? I know people can say that the Troy can play up can play up top, but what if Watkins gets injured? With literally nobody to turn to. So I just uh, I would I would be looking around and seeing um uh, and seeing who else we can get in um because we're just in a really really strong position to attack. Yeah, I mean Pepper in the in the comments at the top there is talking about Big Wes is back soon. I mean arguably that's another that, that that's another option. Obviously we don't know how fit he's going to be. He's going to need under twenty three guys before he's yeah. anywhere near the side, but he could end up towards the end of the season being, being a decent option off, off the bench for us. I mean, I think one of the issues for, for him last season, Ty, was there wasn't really any, any help for him and, and no competition. Maybe having Watkins here and him will be good for both of them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's, he's spent, you know, over a year out and you only have to look at the lights of Ross Barkley and see him have, um, see him have, you know, not even you know, a quarter of the timeout that Wesley's had and, you know, he was absolutely blowing. So he's definitely going to have to, as you said, get some uh, under-23 games in. I'm excited for him to come back. Um, I felt that, you know, Wesley gets a lot of stick, but I felt that uh, watching him at Villa Park, from what i seen, in my opinion, the problem with Wesley wasn't him. It was the service to Wesley. That was part of the problem. You know, so now we've got some, you know, great attacking going forward. Um, and a lot of balls into the box. I'm excited to see what he can do with some quality attackers pushing forward to see if he can for, fulfil his potential and uh, and give Watkins a run for his money for a uh, first-place striker. Yeah, I mean, Max, this time last year, you were trudging around the country. It was pretty miserable. I think we were all pretty pretty fed up. But by this point, obviously, I think we had Wembley on the horizon, but the, the league form was a real, real worry. And now we're all sitting at home, unfortunately, watching the games on TV. But it's so great to be listening to, to the commentary and just listening to the way Jamie Carragher was talking about us tonight. Someone in, it's so good to hear someone in football of his stature talking about Villa in that way. Yeah, definitely. I think I think, you know, especially this season, we've gone quite underrated, I think. Um, everyone talks about the whole Leeds thing and, you know, Marcelo Bielsa getting all the praise. That's, gone, that's gone quiet now. All the that's days. Quiet, that's yeah, funny that is, isn't it? You know, them falling off a cliff a little bit. But I think Dean Smith is, is massively, massively underrated. I don't think he gets talked about enough. Don't get me wrong, I think he does get talked about, but I think there's more praise to be put on Dean Smith's shoulders there because we came 17th last season. It's just it's just so, so mad. And like you said, going this time last year, going around the country and just expecting us to lose away from home and then turn up to Villa Park and just not expecting anything against anyone, really. Um, it's just a, just a massive change. I just can't wait to get back into stadiums. Whenever that'll be, I don't know. But I, I was just oh, thinking about it watching the game today. I know, yeah, it'll probably be, you know, next season, maybe even halfway through next season. But I was just thinking today, could you imagine if Villa Park was full and just watching just fantastic football with, with brilliant players? I, I just absolutely can't wait to get back. Um, and just watch these players because it just it, it feels like you know Martinez and Cash have been here for ages, but we still haven't mm. seen them you know play in real life, which is a little bit weird. But um, I just can't wait to to get back and watch a really great, decent Villa side. 
Yeah, I mean, the man who sits in front of me in the whole end, he'd have still been booing him off today for, for not scoring <laughs> any goals in the second half. He's he's absolutely ne- never happy. And and Dolan, I, I put a tweet out just before we came on about Esri Kunzer, and this is your moment where you'll say, I've been saying this the whole season, but I did think England talk was a bit premature towards the start of the season. But now, I mean, there's a lot of competition now because John Stones has come into form as well. And you know, people like Harry Maguire are always going to get picked by, by Southgate. But Concert, he's got to be in the mix because he's just so, so consistent. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've made two decent shouts this year. I said Conzer, and I said that uh, Jack was world class. Um, but I, I was basing I was basing Conzer's form on um, on the end of last season. Really, I was basing it on on how good he was in those final in those final sort of three or four games, and he just carried his form. He just carried his form into in, in, into the season, and he's unbelievable. Like he's absolutely unbelievable. I, I, I can't think. I can't think of of any time when he makes a mistake. I can't think of any time when he, he puts himself in he puts himself in 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 you know awkward positions. Um, he's a threat going forward. He, you know, he's just he's he's everything you want in a modern day in a modern day centre back. Um, he can play. He can play a bit as well. Um, and you know, you talk about Perslow. You know, saying about. You obviously want to buy footballers with added value. What, what do we get him for? Twelve million. He's twenty-four, yep. thirty million pounds now at least. So we've we've probably travelled. He's he's probably travelled his his worth in in just over in just over twelve months. So, um, yeah, no, absolutely incredible. Um, you can see him being a future captain. You know, d- d- depending on how long he, he sticks around with us for. But um, Somebody said about him being like the next Paul McGrath, you know, being that good. And you think of Villa over the over, over the years, we've always had one or two or three or four unbelievable centre backs. You know, I can name, you know, Melberg, Larson, Southgate, um, McGrath, Chester, uh, Mings, Konza, John Terry. I mean, that's just that's just off the top of my head, and that's over the last Ekiog. Ekiog. Do you know what I mean? Now you could go on. There's so many mm. like, we've so many top top centre backs over the years. Um that's one position that we've kind of always got right and, and he's up there. He's he's right up there at the minute. Um because you know all these players this hasn't been done in you know in 12, 13 years. We haven't we haven't seen Aston Villa play like this or or be as competitive as this since 2010. You're talking 11 11 years, 11 12 years and um every one of those players to a man is um you know just it's just a joy to watch, and and, and what what I like about them as well, they they all seem like really good blokes, you know, like they're they're like, you know, as 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 people, they all seem really likable, and I think that's also really important to have, you know, we're we're you know we've got a really really good bunch of lads who want to play for this football club and play in the right way. We've got a great coaching setup, we've got great owners, we've got a great um, youth academy, you know, our, our women's teams taking shape as well. Like we're, we're putting a lot of. Um, investment in that, which is great to see. Our training grounds being, you know, having a makeover, and it's just, and I'm all being done behind the scenes, and we're doing it, we're doing it very, very uh, low key. And um, I swear, people still think we're skin. Uh, honestly, like you know, the lack of research people do these days when it comes to, when it comes to, to to football clubs, people are like, where have I getting all this cash from? Like, do you not do your research? We're absolutely minted, and um, and it's and it's going, it's going so under the radar. It's 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 absolutely it's brilliant to see, mate. I think there was there was a table in, in midweek in, in the Athletic where they'd researched every Premier League club and how COVID had affected them financially. And actually, in the Premier League, we, we were the best off in, in terms of, of finances and having not having to borrow money and, and, and things like that. So we are in a real good place. And 
in a place now to capitalise. Ty, what, what are your realistic hopes for this season? I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this every time you come on, probably, but obviously there's always a few more games gone every, every time you come on. Um, I mean, start of the season, I would have been happy with top 14, Dan, if I'm honest. Just not a season where our future's decided on the last game of the season. I just would have been happy with that. Um, but to see how we've come in um, and started the season, you know, I'd be happy with anything in the top half of the table. You know, when it comes to the summer and adding more depth to the squad, the play we now have some pulling power of, look, we're not a team in a relegation battle. I mean, I'm glad that we never signed Rosicka, but when I look at it, I'm, it's purely because players like that are now no longer going to be thinking, oh, well, I don't want to join a club that's potentially going to go into the championship. You know, on the back of what Dolan just said, you know, Aston Villa isn't growing just as a first team. We're growing as a football club as a whole. And that comes from the backroom staff, the training, the youth setup. You know, we're pulling in a lot of hot prospects, you know, 16-year-olds. Yeah, and away from the clubs who are winning the league, you know, that lad we got from Exeter, I can't pronounce his name. Chris A. Yes, we'll, we'll go with that uh, as a, pr- a pronunciation. Um, yeah, I think right. Liverpool were in for him, you know. So when... I think Bayern were. It, it's crazy to to see our vision being put into these young players and they're saying, yeah, I believe in that vision, you know. And it all started with Jack, the vision, you know. He's in the vision. He's dedicated five years to us. And now it seems to be, you know, we've got a lot of hot prospects coming in and it's just a really good time to be a Villa fan. And I think nobody has really been able to say that, you know, in in, in recent years. So it's really exciting and just quite refreshing of where you're looking forward to Villa playing and not nervous about Villa playing. It's nice to replace that anxiety with excitement, especially during, you know, all these times where everyone's struggling mentally. You know, I've been buzzing for the game all day. No, no, you know, this time last year, I would have been like, oh, God, are we going to lose 1-0? You know, do you know what I mean? You just never knew how it'd go. So, uh, yeah, mate, I'm uh, I'm really excited for just everything in the rest of the season. Anything in the top half of the table, success for me, mate. Yeah, I mean, someone just messaged saying there's over 750 people watching at the moment. So we thank every, wow. each and every one of you for watching. Obviously, it's obviously more enjoyable when we're talking about Villa winning. And I saw the comment flash up, but it's gone now and I can't remember who it was. But Max, someone was saying about the, the club growing now and the fact that we're growing in a way that's, that's going to encourage Jack Grealish and make Jack Grealish want to stay now. Yeah, exactly. And like Ty said, he's committed five years to us now. And um it, just credit to the club as well, credit to the owners, because they've sat him down and they said, look, this is where we want to be. And they've put a project in front of him and they've pointed out and said, this is where we want to be in those five years. Um, and, you know, going off your question to Ty, I think anything in the top 10, 100%. But, um, yeah, you take top 10 in the next year with the pulling power that we've got, you, you're looking at Europe. You're looking at Europe. In two years, going from a relegation scrap to Europe, that that's just incredible for a club like, you know, Aston Villa um, and where we've been in the last two, three years. Because, you know, you look at it three years ago, we were mid-table in the Championship and look at it now. We're talking about Europe. Just just talking about Europe and being realistic is just, it's absolutely mental, mate. So credit to Jack Grealish. He's got the talent around him. I think that was our problem last year. It was simply a one-man team. Um, and I wouldn't yeah. have blamed Jack for going because... How frustrated must he have been playing last year at, you know, 2-0 away at Southampton? That game sticks out. He was just absolutely horrific, playing with poor players around him. Nothing was coming off. And he's, he's got players around him now. He's got the talent that he deserves around him. 
Um, he's getting that England squad, you know, every single, you know, England group of games he's in there. He's starting for England. So he, he's where he wants to be. Um, and I'm sure he will be playing in Europe uh, for Aston Villa eventually. So 100% he's staying. And uh, it's, it's so exciting to see. Yeah, I mean, Dole and I've plugged the athletic three times, I think now. But Greg obviously did an interview with McGinn in the week where he's saying players that, that are prospectively joining Aston Villa, players that are joining Aston Villa, they're no longer seeing it as a step down. And, and that's a massive thing. I mean, Martinez is one. He said it as well. He said going to Villa from Arsenal as being a step up. And so far, he's bang on in, in what he says. Just a few points on there. Like I think what Max was saying about Grudis having better players around him this season. I don't think he's he hasn't got he's got he's got improved players around him. You know, like a lot of those players played last year. Like Luis was getting was getting hammered. You know, left, right, and centre. So was Tres again. You know, so what again? Credit to people like Dean Smith and the coaching staff because they've made those players better. They've made them better. And um, as a manager in any in any profession, it's just you just want to see your your team get better and progress and grow. And and um, you know, we we. We've seen that in abundance with the likes of Luis and Trezeguet and Target. Um, El Ghazi stepped up. Um, so it's been, um, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's just been such a massive, massive improvement. But I'd love to know, I said before when Jack said, I'd love to know what those owners said to them because, you know, nobody could have foreseen, nobody could have foreseen us playing this well. I don't think anybody could have foreseen it going this well. There's been a couple of bumps here and there, but like very, very minor. But I'd love to, I'd love to sit down with the owners and just, just just find out what their plans are. I just love to know what their plans are, and I know we'll never find out. But it should be really interesting to to, to see what they said to Martinez, what they said to to Grealish, what they said to Barkley. What was it in those in those conversations that made players like Martinez want to leave Arsenal and come to Aston Villa, um, off the back of a off the back of a um a last day uh, relegation survival. So, um, I just I just think um I just think those those guys are are uh, Edens and Swires are just um just incredible ambassadors for the football club and, and what they've done since since coming in is, is nothing short of an absolute miracle um we were on our knees three years ago and and now look at us you know um it's just it's just um staggering it, re- it really is staggering the where we have come in the last in the last 18 months uh, and I, I i wouldn't have thought it would have went this well and i think if you ask anyone i think we're still a year ahead of plan i think this is the year easily yeah, you know, and and even even where we are this season, where I think we're well ahead of of the game. So, um, to be sitting in eighth place with a couple of games in hand, um, and you look at the teams around us, like Chelsea have spent two hundred and fifty million, and it just shows you like it's about getting the right kind of player in, the right kind of player with the right kind of attitude who wants to play for your football club, and they have a manager that can improve them. And we have all of those, we have all of those in abundance, and it's um it's as I've as I've said after every little speech I've given here. It's a joy, like it's an absolute joy to watch. It's a, it's a joy to watch and it's a joy to be an Aston Villa fan. And I just I just love it, man. And you know, as you can tell by my my massive smile. <laughs> give us one. Give us a give us a smile. Uh, we haven't seen it too often over the years. Give us a smile. Yeah, there yeah, it is. There it is. It's it's good. It's good. I screenshot that. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> excellent. People people won't believe it unless they're one of the seven hundred and fifty people watching right now. So I mean, I think we know that Suarez is in regular contact with Jack. I think he actually texts him quite a lot. So I think they promised Jack, obviously, things that are going to make him want to stay. I think they said to him, we'll give your mate McGinn a new contract. We'll bring in your mate Barkley. We'll bring in one of your mates every summer. So let's watch out and see what happens next summer. I think Jack Grealish has a, has a big say in what goes on at Villa and they want to build Villa 
around him. I mean, a, a bit like the books with Giannis, that they built that that uh, empire around him, and I really, really think the owners are going to do the same with Jack. I think they'll entice him to stay each season because obviously Jack can go and play anywhere he wants if he, if he chooses to but I really think he's going to grow with the football club we're in an excellent place and it's very very exciting now normally I might ask you a little bit about the game ahead but we have actually got a match preview coming up next week in association with BT so we'll save all the Burnley chat for there so what I will do is I'll go to each of you and just ask you quite simply for your man of the match this evening so I'll go to you first Max uh, I'm going to go with Esri Concer. Uh, I love Chris's speech earlier about him and you know how how he, he's a real contender for this England squad now um, for the Euros. And like you said, there's players like John Stones and other English centre-halves that are doing really well at the moment. Um, the couple at Burnley as well, Tarkovsky and, and Ben Mee, they were fantastic at the night against Liverpool. But I generally think Concer especially is really, really in contention for the Euros. Um, I think there was another couple as well, but I'll leave them to the other boys. But for me, it was, it was definitely Esri Concer. Tight. Uh, yeah, same for me, mate. I reckon uh, Esri Konza, uh, on the back of Max's comments uh, to do with the Euros. I mean, one problem that we've got in the England team at the minute is we've probably got too many good players, um, you know, which isn't a bad problem to have. Um, but yeah, Esri Konza, massive, massive game today, as usual. Uh, man of the match for me. Dolan, is he going to be a clean sweep? It'll be Matthew Target for me. Matty Target. Okay. He always, he always has to be different. He always has to be well, different, I mean, doesn't he? I just, I don't think Conza had much to do. I don't think the back, I don't think Mings and Conza really had. They weren't troubles. I mean, they, what they did was 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 ten out of ten. But I just think, just off the back of the City game and coming off, and then, you know, just being being in the right place, making great slide tackles, making great blocks, interceptions, assisted Watkins' goal. Um, and, uh, you know, even uh, first few minutes when Watkins had that chance to flash across the post, that was, again, that was a great ball from, from Matt Target. So, for me, Matty Target, um, I love the fact that he's um, he's come on again leaps and bounds. Um, you know, we got laughed at for spending 18 million quid on him, and, and he's, he's looking every bit the 18 million pound uh, left back that we signed. Um, but, yeah, who, who would you pick? Who, I'd go, I'd go Conser as well, because as much as Newcastle did massively trouble us, I think he was a big reason for that. I think a lot of crosses came in the box, and when they did, it felt like Conser was was always there to deal with him. I think when Mings got himself in a bit of trouble, Conser was there in the right position again to... Uh, I'm just laughing at the comment at the top. Conser was, 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 was there again to, to mop up, so I'm going to go for Conser as well. I think that just about does us for tonight's show. Don't forget, this show is in association with Purity, so if you do want to get yourself some some beer goodies, some ale goodies, some villa beer and ale goodies, then go onto their website. You're not drinking. You're not drinking this no. one, so it's not you waste. You're getting all this free booze and it's just sitting in your kitchen. No, I'm not getting, I'm not getting any free booze, Chris. Don't spread vicious rumours. I'm just prom- I'm just promoting our sponsors, Chris, and you've, you've interrupted me. You're an, you're an absolute disgrace. The, the show was sponsored by Gucci. You just sit there and not say anything. Because <laughs> it's not Gucci. You have to open your mouth. So, yeah, everyone knows the drill with purity by now. The code is hashtag VillaView, despite Dolan trying to to get in my way. So yeah, 10% off if you use that. And on a serious note, before I go, our show on um, Wednesday after the game was dedicated to Jack Ryan, who sadly lost his life last week in Battersea, on Battersea Bridge. So there is a petition to make that bridge a little bit safer at the moment. Jack was a massive, massive Villa fan, only 29 years old. And and what's happened to him is absolutely tragic. So you'll see the link at the top of the screen there. The last time I checked, it was well over 15,000 people had signed and, and I'd wager a lot of them would have been Villa fans throwing their support behind it. So thanks to everyone who's done that. And please, please, if you haven't got in on that link and, and had a look at the petition and go and sign it, because what happened to Jack is absolutely tragic and we don't want that happening to anyone else. As I say, we have got a preview coming up. I think it'll be out on Monday or Tuesday. So, yeah, 
wait for that. And obviously we'll have the post-match point in association with Purity, not Gucci, after the game on Wednesday as well. Thanks to Dolan, Max and Ty for joining us. It's been absolutely fantastic to talk about three points. No VAR controversy as well, which is completely unusual at the end of a Villa game. Usually when there's no VAR controversy, we win the game. So let's hope there's more of that next week. Up the Villa. Up the Villa. Podcast Network.